and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. And yes, yes. No, Once again, no we Richard. Are, we are shaftless tonight. <laughs> okay, so that's his official name now, right? Sh- shaft, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of a good button to make for Westfest for shaft. Hey, don't so laugh. Should... A bat button is on its way, too. Oh, so, so should I say Greg, Mike, and Shaft when he's with us? I believe I used that one night when you weren't with us, yes. Oh, okay. So, and he didn't take exception. Well, he always takes exception, but you know, you never know if he wants to be Richard, Rich, Dick, uh, Harry, who knows? I don't you think know? he ever wants to be called Dick. You would think since one of his uh, mentors or bosses named Dick Nunes, Dick Nunes had so much popularity with the name, but some people just thought he was a dick. So, you know, anyways. So tonight oh, we're going to kind of do a mailbag, see what comes out of it. We really have no um, no thought we'll, of what to do. we got the ticket record, ticket record, the ticket book suggestion hanging over our heads. But... Yeah, we do, but we haven't gone and done the research. We've been sitting on our ass doing nothing, preparing for a World West Fest. So it's not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Button making fools. Yes, well, we, we are. will be. Wow. I, they're all printed, by the way. Oh, good. Well, I've already made 60 bottle openers that will be handed out to the first 60 at the Rabble Rouser meet. So if you don't get one, that means you were late. <laughs> okay. All right. So, emails. Do you want to go first? Yeah, yes. And unlike Character Breakfast, we are not going to sing it is uh, mailbag time or email time. That's just not our way. Oh, do you want to do you want to do that one by Mario? I thought that one was pretty good. We can go back a little Mario, bit. Mario, Mario. Okay, yeah, okay it, I it got... was, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just traded like three or four emails with them, so I got to find the first one that came in. All right, so Mario. Okay, I'm new to your podcast and I enjoy it. I know you probably get this a lot, but I went to Walt Disney World for the first time in December and I found a sticker for your podcast. I found it kind of funny. Keep up the good work. And attached is a picture of a magnet I slapped on the side of a toolbox and test track. So I traded <laughs> so I traded some emails with Mario to find out exactly when he found it. Because, you know, maybe he was there the same day. Maybe he was in the queue like an hour after I was. Turns out he f- took a picture of it on the 15th of December. And I know I left it there the day I left, which is like the 11th. So this sticker, or rather magnet, was sitting on, <laughs> was sitting on this toolbox for four days. Which I thought was pretty funny. There is the off chance that it is still there right now. True. True. So, yeah, I wrote him back. So, you're probably there at the same time. I asked him if he wanted his magnet or if he actually took that one with him. And, yes, he'd like a magnet, so I have to send it to him. Okay, good. Well, you know, we we have a few from Leanna. Now, the funny thing about this is Leanna, she sent one the 17th. And she starts off by saying, I left you guys a voicemail saying hello. Now, I, I just like uh, the previous emailer, Mario, I, we haven't been given out a voicemail other than the new one I just gave out that's part of uh, At the Main Street oh. Cinema that I gener- generous, generously yes, that, so um, thoughtfully loaned to MiceCast, <laughs> and I haven't got one. So I'm not sure if someone's got an old card of ours. Uh, oh, does our website perhaps still have the number on it that oh. no longer works? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and who's in charge of that? Let me check. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I had to send an email to make a correction, so we have no idea what she said. Okay. Well, here she said, I said in my voicemail that I thought it was Mike who mentioned Character Breakfast, and now I remember it was you. 
That's all. Love the show, you guys, and see you at the Rabble Meet, uh, Rabble Rouser Meet. Woohoo, Leanna. So that's it. And now I've got a few more from her. So let's work our way up. See, that okay. was from you. That's from Lou Mangiello. Um, oh, here's one we don't care a whole lot about, but we're going to read it anyways. Uh, let's see. Have you ever played Virtual Magic Kingdom, by the way? I looked at it a long time ago, but it moved kind of slow for me. Yeah, well, I, I went in after reading the um, that book um, about behind the scenes at Disney at night with the kids. You know, it's kind of a tween book. Uh, can't, okay. I'm not remembering the name of it right now. Virtual Magic Kingdom came up in that a lot. It's It was an interesting concept. I was frustrated that sometimes you'd walk up to a ride and it, you couldn't really ride it. It was just there, like Space Mountain. You saw people on it. I'm guessing that it wasn't a thing you had to unlock. But the other thing that kind of weirded me out was the way you had to communicate. There certain words you couldn't use. Uh, okay. For some reason, like non non family friendly ones. That well, no, just just certain words in general. So there became kind of this subculture of uh, speak going on, and I was for some reason I was thinking numbers were out. Uh, but basically, it was it's trying to keep a safe environment. But people would constantly walk up to me. You want to be my boyfriend? I'm thinking, you know, crap. This could be a ten year old girl <laughs> or 10 year old boy for all i know so you could you put on your yeah, yeah no seriously <laughs> you, you, like you want to hook up and there you could put in your character that you were taken so when i found this out i kind of did some research going this is kind of creepy so uh, yes I, I put in there that i was taken they'd still walk up to you and i don't know if it was just this you know for this one session they want to hang out or later because you know you can make private rooms where people chat in and there were some kind of cool things you could go on games and there was like a hidden mickey search though i tell you the hidden mickeys are harder than anything i've ever seen in the park i mean sometimes they were barely you know a shadow or or something but uh it's just and we know and we know how much we love the hidden mickey so oh yeah so yeah. anyways this is um this was from Amy, and I think this has been just flooded around to a lot of different places. But it says, you may be aware of the upcoming closure of the Disney flagship online game Virtual Magic Kingdom, or VMK. This announcement has caused great sorrow to many who consider it more than just a game. We have formed friendships, connected with family members, and forged a true community. It has been our escape our Disney park fix when we could not take a real Disney vacation and ultimately our virtual home. The you movement... sound like you're channeling Casey Kasem <laughs> there, America Top 40. <laughs> What's well, the new mic? You know, it's just really making me get in Sorry, <laughs> you keep going. <laughs> now I'm going to have a hard time. Maybe it's because for, one, for once an email has been written very well and it's just easier okay. to read. I don't know. The okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'll mute my mic. Will that yeah, make you happy? Put a, put, okay. a, put a sock in it. Okay. Shut your pie hole. The movement to persuade Disney to reconsider closing VMK has gained a lot of momentum and even made the news several times. It's slated to close on May 23rd, but we're hoping to keep this from happening. Could you please spread the word to your listeners and give them the opportunity to join our fight? You can find out more at www.savevmk.com or www.savemktoday.com. These are press releases, contact information, petitions, and all kinds of other things at both sites. I and all of the other VMK players who are fighting to save our community would appreciate it so much. A.K.A. Red Shoe and VMK. 
There you go. Yeah, I hate to make public service announcement. That's right. I hate to make light of this, but you know, I really don't care either way. It was a cute little thing for kids, and though some of the games were kind of fun, but like I say, I got creeped out when little characters came up to me (laughs) and wanted to hook up. Uh, (laughs) And being the older guy, and I didn't want to be a lurker. I just wanted to check it out because it was a Disney thing. It, It did make me feel kind of creepy. Okay. Let's see. We got one from Jim, and this one you should have got. Well, maybe you got it. It's Hi, Greg, Mike, and Richard. While flipping through Disney's Mountains by Jason Sorrell, I came upon a picture of the Skyway in the Sky as it once was, taking visitors across the park and through the Matterhorn. I remember how much fun it was and what a shame it was when it got shut down in 1994, 1994 because of safety issues, though some would say budget issues as well. The more I thought about it, I am surprised there aren't more classic rides being shut down left and right because Jimmy Bo Bob couldn't keep his ass in his seat. Jimmy Bo Bob. No, I didn't get that email. Okay. Reminds me of a joke. Question. What were the Rednecks' last words? Answer. Hey, y'all, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> I'd be interested to know of any behind-the-scenes stories and or insight that might have on safety issues while working at Disneyland. And your thoughts on Skyway in the Sky and other rides being shut down or changed for safety reasons. Thanks again for a great podcast, Jim and NC. Well, let's answer that. Was it shut down for safety reasons? According to some of my insiders, absolutely not. Though towards the end, there were some safety concerns and issues that did happen. Ultimately, the public reason it was closed down was not for safety, but I believe budgets and other things. Now, some of my sources tell me that it wasn't necessarily that last Jimmy Bo Bob that did fall out and sue. And I remember that hitting the the news. And, you know, funny that his timing was that it dropped him in a tree right by Alice in Wonderland. So he didn't actually fall that far. But many, 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 many reference or uh, um, uh, passerbys and witnesses saw him lean over the vehicle and grab the latch. And that was no small means, because if you know the way the Skyway worked, it was kind of a little recess. Did you have to step on a pedal or something? Too? No, 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 no. There was a little recess button that was kind of molded into the door. Wait, you know, so uh, picture you as a cast member having to push up, you know, a kind oh, yeah. of this latch okay. thing, right? So it took some effort to get out of that vehicle, uh, and it did sh- close shortly. Eh, not real shortly, but soon after that. And I've been told that between Calosha and upgrades that it might need. Based on new codes and uh, you know, Calosha. Yes, that's what I had heard. Calosha is just you know, big prick of a uh, uh, big it's brother. Uh, now, granted, sometimes we've needed some of this, and now there's a new one. This actually, Richard could answer better because besides Calosha, there's a couple other groups that watch over theme parks now, and I, I forget the acronyms at this moment. But um, uh, so that's okay. Yeah. So now, you know, because I was having an argument with Shaft one day that, well, when that closed, another ride opened. So it was a tit for tat. You know, they can't operate them all. I'm like, that's BS. But I can't actually say for sure because I'm not in the room when all those decisions were made. But that's that was my uh, my take on it. But other safety issues. Have, have you ever, you know, seen anything in the park yourself where you thought, man, this is this is a safety issue? No, not. <sighs> Not that what that needed government intervention, right? You know, Jimmy Bo, Jimmy, Jimmy Bo Bob, Jimmy Bo Bob or Jim Bob there, Billy Bob standing up and doing his darnest to open the door so he can fall out of the skyway. I mean, that, 
you can't regulate stupidity. No, you, you can't. can't. It's you, can't. A, you, you know, but, it's all. It's, but you know, they take care of themselves and remove themselves kindly from the gene pool when they do yeah. these stupid things. You know, the, the two accidents have happened on the Matterhorn. One, you know, the story goes that at Dolly's Drop, which is this, it is now affectionately known, she had undone her seatbelt because her was, child in front of her supposedly was having a seizure. She wanted to hold him down. I, you know, what are you going to do on a yeah. roller coaster? But maybe your mind doesn't necessarily think straight in those kind of situations needless Correct. to say she was ejected which didn't kill her it was the car behind her that came along <laughs> and right. smashed into her that really did the damage um now the other one was a stupid kid standing up well you know again if you're gonna undo your seatbelt and stand up maybe you deserve getting your head knocked off now could okay, but- the matterhorn change its safety harnesses so they can't be released uh yes and i should yes. they i I think so because the days of trusting the guest, I think, is gone. We obviously have far more stupid people than we did back when the thing opened. Because this, well, I was saying, it's not stupidity; it's people who are who sue, right? And they have an attorney or somebody that can prove or not prove, but convince a jury that Disneyland was negligent. Well, okay, because yeah, well, that's like you know, Disneyland was negligent. They didn't change these seat belts from regular kind to one that the guy can't undo. It's their fault. Well, for example, okay. it, the rumor is going that the Matterhorn re- will receive an update similar to Space Mountain and Walt Mountain. Disney World. Yes, I've it will, heard that. It will reduce the ride capacity, but I believe overall it will improve the safety. Now, no one will sue strictly for that. Now, if someone gets hurt at this point, they might sue. But you can't sue just because they changed the safety item. Correct. Something has to happen. in, in Like, for instance, if after Dolly dropped... They immediately changed those. That, I think, would add a little credence, potentially, you know, how lawyers work. Though I would yeah. look at it as, hey, we've just identified a potential safety potential. issue for further activities yeah. to happen. We're going to fix it. Just like the little guard gates that, you know, Pirates, how many years was Pirates open without those little automatic gates? Uh, most of its life. Forever. And, and, and that's been, what, in the last five years they've had those? Maybe it's been longer. I lose track of time. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, you, no, they, you know, you just told pirates, people to stand behind even, a yellow line, and that's what people did. But even uh, well, they, you know, some people can't understand English. Splash, same thing, right? I'm trying to remember who's who's built, who's purpose built with those. I mean, they even put them on Small World, okay? Um, who's <laughs> seriously? Well, was, you know, it, it, you could look at it as the large international non-English speaking, or maybe just Southern California non-speaking audience that uh, you need to hold back. Because right, all locals, right? Yeah, Going to Disneyland. But yeah. it, you know, you can't argue against it. It's not a bad thing. It's just something we grew up without. You know, if someone tells me to stay behind the line, I stay I'm behind stay the line. That's <laughs> right. It's as simple as that. Now I've watched a lot of stupid people do stupid things in the park. Splash, for instance. I was real close to load, and it broke down. People were tired of waiting in it. There were people who were literally getting out of the logs. Okay, you picture the two that are in load and unload, right? Because the double Correct. loads. Yeah, yeah. The two logs was... right, right behind that. People one's were under a bridge, right? One's under a bridge. One's just slightly behind where there's no load. People were jumping out. As the cast members are saying, please stay in your seat. And they're still getting out. Because, of course, they don't want to be there anymore. They're tired. You, you can hear the people grumbling. It's like, you know, you just want to go bitch slap them. Oh, you want to, you want to be the say, camera and walk up to them and say, I'm talking to you. Oh, yeah. Sit down I, in your seat. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Who do you think I'm talking to? Damn it. 
Gosh. Yeah. And see, oh, when I was at Walt Disney World, we I almost asked my wife to skip Big Thunder for this particular train. Because, you know, not, let's say, a year before, maybe not even a year, Disneyland's Big Thunder had had that accident. Which one? The one that really messed that guy up and the, you know, the the cars that came off the track and, you know, all that. So, you know, I had this image in my mind. And I know how my kids have always slid around in the seat when I sit next to them because I'm about 6'1", good size. You put that lap bar down and, you know, small kid. Hold you in place. Yeah. Yeah. Even my wife slides around in it, you know. Um, so at least she has a presence of mind to hang on. Yeah, exactly. So I'm watching this father with two children who's somehow bypassed the lady upstairs who's checking the heights. Cause right. I, I remember seeing, they've got a little stick up there at the top part of, uh, big thunder sure. in Florida yeah. insisting that his child go on this ride and is tall enough. She was not by any means close to the line really so i'm sure upstairs he's he lied and says oh i'm just gonna get my other daughter on and you know i'll, I'll go across and big thunder's not that it's only what 40 inches it's not right. that tall and he kept berating and berating this cast member until she finally just gave in and let him on the ride so she has violated a safety measure and i'm thinking if this kid falls out i don't want to be a witness you know <laughs> For one, ruin your vacation. It's gonna ruin my vacation. I'm gonna have nightmare. You know who? Wait for the cops to show up. That's right. So (laughs) you know, just blow the rest of the day in the park. Um, I've seen other stupid things like that. I've I've actually been on CFA runs for you know stupid cast members. um, Cast members had fallen through roofs, got stuck in places. You know, there's just a plethora of things that can go wrong in a big place like that. Dude, you got 70,000 yeah. people a day in the busy season well, yeah, rolling through there. Yeah, yeah something's got to happen. You know, uh, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, it's not Disney's fault. It's 95% of the time, it's not the guest's fault. It's just an accident. Things happen. Now, there's the 5% where you could probably actually say that Disney was at, had some liability, uh, had exposure on, you know, because of lack of maintenance or something. And you have the exposure on the stupid, you know, gene pool thinning out individual. Um, <laughs> and then, but most of the time, it's just an accident. Someone trips. Does that mean that the concrete is not poured correctly? No, someone tripped. No. It's an accident. I used to break windows playing baseball, you know, on the street. It's an accident. I didn't intentionally, you know, swing to put someone's window out. It, it, it just happens. But Correct. we're a litigious society, or at least this country is, and we think we need to get some kind of compensation because you twisted your ankle or you, you know, skinned your knee. Well, you know, you know, other countries laugh at us for the kind of crap like that that goes on here. But um, so anyways, that's that's all I have to say about this email. What do you think? Okay. I, I don't think Skyway closed down for that safety reason. I can't think of another attraction that you would say closed for safety. Nail in the coffin. Can you think of anything that? Clothes that you because can of think safety? Of, of safety that stands out in your mind? No, no. You would have thought after Big Thunder had a couple accidents, it might have had seen its day, but you know they managed to jump through whatever you know, like, hoops they needed to. They and, computerized the snot out of it's what they did. Yeah, but even that, do you remember? Not too long after uh, the big accident, it stayed closed for a while, reopened, and uh, some yeah, cast member one. ran one into another one somehow. Yes. So uh, that's when we started calling it the ride of death. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we know I, someone, <laughs> yeah. You know how this is our irony, right? Bert Toast never wants to ride Big Thunder, and now it's the 
variety works. Yeah. Well, you know, you you deal with pain, <laughs> you deal with pain a lot of times with laughter. You know, it's like the space shuttle tragedy. But I know some really funny jokes based on the first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I used to always kind yeah. of make a little joke when we went by the Columbia. I wanted to steer clear. You know, I wanted to. You know, I I I, I oh, didn't yeah. want to lose my head. I wanted. To, you that know, was a gruesome. That was oh, pretty gruesome. Yeah. Well, so was the Big Thunder one. By it was. Um, from what I heard from some reports of people who are actually there, it's not something that you ever wanted to see again and would hope you'd never see again and had a hard time getting out of your mind for a while. Uh, so moving on to something right, yeah, far thanks. more cheery, we have another uh, lengthy email from Leanna. And actually we have two because she does a follow-up once she actually finishes, finishes the show. Okay. All right, go ahead. Hello, guys. I'm in the middle of listening to your show about what would make you go DF or implode. And I have to share some of my thoughts. All of the scenarios you were talking about were truly scaring me. I'm supposed I'm a major DF. I don't want them to take anything away. I guess I was a true, in true denial of my DFness. I want to say the same goes, I want to say that the same so I can then experience the same attractions with my daughter. I'm sorry. I want it to stay the same so I can experience the same with my daughter. Are we going to have a button for her if she comes to Rabble Rouser? I believe we have she's, some of those, don't we? I think this is Heaven in Disneyland. I think that's her name on the DPN is Heaven oh, in Disneyland. Oh, let's see. She hasn't, so far, she hasn't said. I'm sure that Walt had no idea what his park would become. A true part of an American culture where generations of people would come and bring their families and it would evolve to what it is now. People associate many memories with their childhood with Disneyland and people want to save that forever. One of my favorite things right now is to take my daughter on attractions I went on as a kid to see her reaction to things. That I can understand wholeheartedly, but let's continue. Yep. She goes apeshit over Jungle Cruise. Wait, wait. She's talking about her child going apeshit. Okay. She goes apeshit <laughs> over Jungle Cruise, and that had become such a boring ride to me. But now seeing her reaction to it, it is now new again and so enjoyable. I tend to watch her and see what her reaction is going to be and not so much the ride. Again, I can understand that. I've yep, seen yep. it before, but take pleasure in seeing her be all happy and point to the things and laugh. The ride is the same, but that ride is now making memories for me and my family. I am bummed to think that my daughter will never clap and sing along with the country bears. Well, she could if she went to Florida. She would be, <laughs> <laughs> she would absolutely have loved the show or America Sings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gave me new hope when you said that there were rumors that Country Bear may be put in DCA. And again, rumor, and we know how Disney rumors are. Serious, yeah. Serious rumors. I think it would go really well there over by the trail in the Grand Californian. Oh, Greg, you just made a comment about people saying Haunted House instead of Haunted Mansion. I am obsessed, and it's all capitalized, with the Haunted Mansion, and that is a pet peeve of mine when people call it by the wrong name. And that is so sick. I feel my own sickness as I type this. <laughs> if they took that attraction away, I would seriously implode. I would chain myself to the gate and, okay, I just can't continue. I am too upset. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> tangent. Big explanation points. Tangent, tangents. I heard one of the applicants for the Dream CMO job being interviewed. It wasn't Patrick Hurd, but another guy, and he referenced the Haunted Mansion as the haunted house, and I gasped. Ugh. Never going to vote for that guy. He called it what? 
That's what I thought to myself. So clueless. Okay, I'm going back to not working at work and listening to your show. Just had to share some of my thoughts with you. One more thing. You were talking about what if they took out the trains. I don't see them ever doing that. That is an item that moves people around the park, and I think they would see that as helping with the crowds and not making major traffic jams of people, like over near the Jungle Cruise. See you guys soon, 10 days until West Fest, and I'm getting nervous. Why? I have no idea. I am excited, yeah. too. Okay, now she does another one where she finishes the show, and then I've got some comments about um, some okay. of this. Okay, that was a nice mail. That's, that's, a, that's a great mail. Very, yes, a lot of insightful, funny, uh, funny things. With all the pausing I did of your show to do some actual work here at work, I finally finished listening to your show. I'm a dur girl. A dur girl. Yeah, D E R R. I'm not really sure. I don't. Maybe she's a tweener, and we don't get that. I don't know. Well, she can't be a tweener. She's working, but twenty something. I don't know. What do you call them? Twenty thirties, thirty years. Generation X, Generation Y. Yeah, Y X Z. Who cares? Millennials. Um, please give the number you want for us to leave emails. Okay, nine four nine five at the Main Street Cinema five. So A T M S C five five at both ends. Nine four nine area code. Nine four nine five ATMSC five. Okay, correct. So you can put that on the website now. You okay. said you had received a voicemail and then gave the central one you wanted us to use. I tried calling the number and it just rang and rang. I assume I'm being a dur girl and just didn't get the number right. A dur, right? Dur. Dur. Oh yeah, I think that's okay. okay. So what's the deal with your contest? Is it going to be trivia questions or will it entail things that we have to go seek out? And find the answers for. I am dying well, to know all capitalized. You were all kind of stumbling all over each other in your typical mice cast way when you were talking about it. I want to know more. Well, okay. So damn it, get it out there. All right. Well, well yes, yes. Finish the mail. Finish reading the mail. And that, then we'll... No, no, that's that's it. So oh, okay. I have to say, um, is it going to be trivia or will it entail going to seek out things? Yes, 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 yes and yes. Anything there else? Anything else to add? No, I would I say you know, yeah, show up to Rabble Rousers or the opening ceremonies for Westfest, and you will soon find out. Here, here, wait, wait. Let, let me let, let me add this a little bit. Okay, we're, we're being intentionally obtuse. We don't want to give too much away too early. So while it may be bothering or you know slightly annoying to not know everything about it, you'd have to show up to find out. Yeah, we yeah we don't want anybody you know doing any uh, pre runs oh, of the park to try yeah. to figure some things out. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So let's so, go back to go. Um, her previous mail because it's funny some of what she says because I am working on imagining my way number thirty one, and I have some new segments. I know you don't listen, Mike, so I'll tell you about these new segments. And they're I'm, I'm quasi familiar with your show. Quasi. Um, I'm doing a new segment called Remembering dot, 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 and then whatever nice. the attraction is. Okay, good. So, so the 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 first one I did was America Sings. So I have, I have the original America Sings album, so I had uh, ripped it to digital, and I believe I ended up playing some of that. Yes. Did a, did a little research, talked about it. I got a mail on that, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go on. So this week it happens to be... Uh, the mind train through nature's wonderland. 
and she was talking about she doesn't want to see anything changed, and she wants to experience her. She wants her daughter to experience it the way she did, and I understand that. But we've always talked about we would be okay with things to change if they changed this for the better. Uh, the mine train to me was on the scale of the Jungle Cruise. It was that level of an attraction. It had wit. It had, you know, humor. It, uh, uh, you know, it was true Disney type entertainment. It was inspired by the uh, the true life adventures. Okay. Wasn't a rip-roaring fast ride by any means. And like no. the Jungle Cruise, it could depend on the engineer you had. But it was truly, you know, Disney and its magic. A Walt Day, Walt-era attraction was updated once in 1960 while Walt was still around. So, you know, move it fast forward to about 1977, 78, when it, probably 77 when it closed so they could build... Big Thunder Mountain, which opened in 1979, I, yep, an excellent replacement. I I miss Nature's Wonderland, train through mine train through Nature's Wonderland. I have fond memories of it. It is now in the Disneyland history book. But would I want to go back to it? No, I don't think so. I I enjoyed it was when I was a kid. It's really too bad that someone couldn't could not enjoy it now. Even if they had updated it somehow? Well, I actually would would have hoped when they did Big Thunder that they actually did Big Thunder within the original Nature's uh, Mind Train through Nature's Wonderland. So you could have saved a lot of those scenes and uh, ex the excitement. Because I had one of the early models or renderings I saw at Big Thunder. It actually showed the Big Thunder uh, Railroad going out around Twin Sister Falls. Yes. And coming back. There would have been no trail to take you all the way around to Fantasyland. That, to me, was, so was interesting. No, I'm just saying that was interesting. Yeah, I thought, you know, they used the larger aspect of the attraction. I'm not disappointed with what they did. I think it was, that was how you plus an attraction or, or replace an attraction. And there you go. There's a Walt-era attraction. And I just recently bought that new Imagineering uh, DVD that came out. And... Of course, they, they quote Walt Disney as, you know, it will never be finished. Be finished. And some of the Imagineers say the same thing. Yet, you know, how many times have we turned around and uh, they don't want to change things? Um, yeah, it's a, you know, they're in a catch-22, right? Oh, definitely. And I, I saw an interview with Diane Disney. Same thing. She, she's, she's saying, unfortunately, people don't want them to change. She really thought her father would have changed things. And but the public doesn't want the change in some aspects, in some in some areas. I don't know. You don't do. You, do you think that if Uncle Walt was pitching the change, it'd be easier for you to swallow? Yeah. Well. Yeah, no. I, yes I, and no. It really like depends. So. It really depends on what the change is. He did have a charismatic way, but then again, he could just say we're changing it regardless because I said so. Correct. Correct. I'm not. I'm not talking as. Yeah, he'd say, I'm changing because it's my place. We all know he thought of Disneyland as kind of like his toy. But seriously, if, if Uncle Walt came on, you know, Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday night and said, let me show you what we're working on now. Yeah, let me, now, let me, let me show you what we're doing where the Haunted Mansion used to stand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd all go, what? But, you know, no, no, we wouldn't. We'd be going, wow, I can't wait to see it. Sure, exactly. I, I, 
Well, see, that's where I draw. You know, it's like, yeah, I miss the country bears. Yes, I was lucky enough to experience it most of my life, my early life. I can still go see it in Walt Disney World. It was never yeah. intended for a Disney theme park. It was intended for the Mineral King um, Lodge Lodge up in Northern California. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I still, you know, I still like I still like the vacation hoedown. Yeah, you know, there are so girls. many people, including Brian McDaniel of the uh, Disney World, the Full Report, who find these shows boring. My kids, you know. When they were younger, you know, it, it, you go through that cutesy thing, you know, as a, as, a, as a baby or, you know, maybe up to eight or nine, you're kind of, it's a cutesy thing, right? It's bears or the Jungle Cruises animals. But I think you kind of go the through. the catchy and yeah. it's, you know. I, I think you go through that middle stage. I never went through it because I was just a Disney geek from a kid. But the kids go through this thing where they want thrills. They want fast. They don't want to sit for a show. Some never grow out of that, and they become, you know, Sheila old adults like Brian McDaniel. Some, <laughs> <laughs> some can go back and enjoy it. Maybe not every time. You know, I love the Tiki Room. Do I see it every time? No. I see that. You know, I can literally go. In fact, I went on my lunch hour today to Disneyland. I, I saw the photos. Of, yeah. I saw the fruits we'll, of your we'll, neighbor. We'll talk about that later. But. I might go, let's say I go 100 times a year, and I could probably easily squeeze in, and some of those 100 times are two hours, so it's not like I spend all day there. Sure, you pop in, pop out. Uh, maybe every 35 times I might go. Because of my family members, I'm probably the one who really does enjoy the attraction. Uh, so There was a time we went a lot because the kids were had discovered it. We took them in there once, and then, like typical kid fashion, they had to do it every time they went back. Sure. And I think there's a lot of attractions. We've talked about this before, the nostalgia factor versus the actual quality of the attraction. You know, we hear so right. much about story, but even Richard has finally, I think, been beaten into submission that it's experience more than it is story. Because, you know, uh, there was I saw a tweet from Earl from Trapped on Vacation uh, complaining about uh, Mission Space. And I said, oh, man, I'd love to have Mission Space out here. I write it every time I go because he was saying it has no rewritability. I'll write it more than once. I won't write it, get off, run around, write it again, but I will write it multiple times in a trip. And he said, ah, oh, you'd be bored with it now. I'm like, no, no, I like it. He's, he's talked about it having no story. I'm like, let's see. One of you his favorites. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> One of his favorites is Big Thunder. Where, oh, yeah. Where's the story, where's the story there? There's a, there's a or not lost mine train, but there's a uh, a mine train running amok on the track, right? Yes. Other than that, where's your story? And how is that? And how do you know that the story? That's how do you know that that's the story? It's, it's a runaway mine train because there's no engineer, so I guess you guess that. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but it's an experience. I might say that it the queues at both big thunders have more depth than Mission Space. But that doesn't mean Mission Space doesn't have some depth. What I think it suffers from is a is a large switchback queue, though there are things to look at. There are other queues that might work a little better. Now, actually, I think the queue at Disneyland's Big Thunder is a... I like it better than the one Yeah, it, it makes waiting feel a little better. When you get into that big switchback in the middle of Big Thunder in Florida, it gets a bit old. Uh, 
<laughs> but needless to say, it's an experience, not necessarily a storyline. And I can find more than one quote with Walt about pirates and mansion being an experience. So then when you go see these other people who say, no, there's this story. And I know because my mom worked on that. And then you see Walt saying, and it's, and it's an experience. experience. Then you find out that the production designers or the, the people who controlled the Haunted Mansion experience after Walt died had were diametrically opposed to how the attraction should be. One wanted it humorous. One wanted it scary. And if you well, notice, the attraction is like two different experiences, right? The initial experience is kind of spooky and scary, right? Yep. you got the, the dead people in the stretching room. You've got the hallway with kind of weird stuff. And yeah. as it progresses, you get to a little more of a lighthearted, funny-looking ghost versus, you know, the, the guy getting out of the crypt. In the seance, and next thing you know, oh, they're they're not they're kind of cutesy. They're they're having a little yeah, they're fun. Having a, they're having a good old time out there in the cemetery. Yeah. Well, and in the party in the big room, you know. So yeah. you can see two different sides of it, and the compromise in the attraction. You know, I don't care. You know, you can give me the master Gracie backstory all you want. I say put it in your pipe and smoke it. You can't really find that there. Yes, there's some lore about it. Actually, there was a guy named Gracie who worked on the project. So. Take it however you want. It really doesn't matter if you believe it or don't believe it. It's still the experience and the fun of the attraction and the quality of the attraction that that, that lives on. So sure. if it was to close, my disappointment is I think Disney is failing to hit a market. Um, the um, What's that podcast that all they do is pimp their, their wares? Um, oh, Extinct Attractions. Extinct Attractions. Great concept. Podcast I'm not as thrilled with, I stopped listening to because it was just a big ad. And I'm not I'm not putting that down. It's just not what I wanted to listen to a podcast for. A lot of name dropping, uh, all that. But hey, I the guy the guy came up with a great concept, and I think sure he's he did. Do, doing all right with it. Disney documents almost every attraction they have. Absolutely. Why in a much better fashion oh, than this a, guy does? Much better. Why haven't <laughs> they put out these things? I mean, a lot of these were shown on the Disney show. Why aren't they selling DVDs of past attractions? I think those would fly, especially well-produced ones, would fly off the shelves. Especially if it's for stuff that you remember as a kid you can't do anymore. Exactly. And you could experience wow. that again with your kids. It may not be like, it's not going to be like being there in the real world. And until <laughs> like, we until we get holodecks <laughs> in our own homes. <laughs> you show them Adventure Theater Space. Come, kids, let me show you where you were conceived. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's good. I actually bought, there's a guy that did a, a virtual virtual reality recreation of that attraction. It came out pretty good. It, yeah, it was, I seen it. It was, it was pretty interesting. So that's that's all I have to say about that. Okay, Forrest. <laughs> um, okay, you, uh, what do you want to read? All right. Oh, see, I started looking at other stuff. I have. Oh, yeah. From this guy named Scott. Now, I I read his email first about how he loves the show, and uh, it was a fairly long email about Small World. Anyway, so his follow-up email was, "Thanks for reading my email on the podcast. That was pretty cool, and I was glad you guys enjoyed it. Had I known I'd have gotten freaking homework, I might not have sent it in the first place." I pulled a few funny moments using my cheap MP3 maker. Next thing you know, they're about 20 minutes worth of files. I'll send them to you in batches so I won't clog up your server. So he's been sending me his, at least his opinion, the highlights of the last 
90 plus shows we've done. Oh, oh, so someone did did yes. pick up yes. the gauntlet about doing that. Okay. And yes. have you listened to any of them? Yes. Yes, there's some funny ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> the Bob and Joy's dick, remember that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, um it stirs up some feelings. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh I'm Hey, let me keep reading. All right. So, uh I don't you want to use them all, but they're all funny to me. I still have a couple of grabs I like to make, the up and down, the shaft comment from the three-hour marathon. And I know I remember Gregory telling a call I got from an old lady who lived near Disneyland who complained about the noise and the fireworks. Going out of town, downtime. Uh, all right, so that's that one. But then he, he pulled one. He sent one more that was worth reading. Um, but, yeah, he's, he sent me a bunch of stuff. I'm putting it together. And I, my intention is to give us next week off. Getting ready for West Fest, and we what, use it for so not Okay, what show are we on? What are we recording? This would right be ninety eight. So that could be ninety nine, and then a hundred yep. would be we'll at hundred there. Yeah. All right. So um, here's another bunch. It's actually a lot of fun to listen to these old shows again. And neglected listening to my normal line of podcasts for the last couple of weeks, but I can only take so many Walt Disney World rumors and ride throughs. So that may not have been such a bad thing. I think if you use most of the clips, it's around thirty minutes of audio. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Though please don't let Greg play them through his speakers. <laughs> when you played that fanfare music for your West Fest prize, I was cracking up. It sounded like it was from a Thomas Edison phonograph. Yeah, that is not the best way to do it. We don't use a mixing board. We don't preload <laughs> any music. So that was just kind of one. I'm like, I'm gonna pull this out of my arse right now and see how it, you know, just kind yes. of go with the flow. So, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, we don't do enough production on this show. My show different, but this show, there is no production value. We record, we put some music at the beginning and the end, and that's it. All right, so there you go. But maybe we should up the ante a little bit and get a little more creative. But that, you know, that's up to yeah. you because on this show, you are the editor. Yes, I know. And you're lazy and you don't want to do that. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. I have a, we, have a dead, we have a schedule to keep. That's right. Um, how about the need advice about going yeah. to Disney? Yeah, what, right. you, you want to read that or you want me to read that one? Sure, I'll take care of it. Okay. Hey, guys. I'm going to be in San Diego August 4th through 8th for a conference. And I think that this might be the only time in my life I'll ever be out to California, which is kind of sad, but take what you can get, right? Fourth through eighth is a Monday through Friday. Um, so I was hoping to make it up to Disneyland. How is the drive from San Diego to Anaheim? Will traffic be a major concern? I'm thinking the only way I can pull it off is to get a rental car and drive up in the early afternoon one day and stay until midnight. Well, the park you packed in the middle of the week in August. Should I be able to see a good amount of it in, say, seven hours? I know you guys are busy, but any advice would be appreciated. Mainly the realistic travel time between San Diego and Disneyland. Google Maps is about an hour and a half. Thanks. Dan, a fan in Baltimore, Maryland. Well, welcome well, to yeah. California from Baltimore, Maryland. But, um, well, I, I, let's address what he could see in a seven-hour day. In uh, summer? It's August. So, you know, you're going to want to hit those big E tickets, take advantage of fast pass where you can, and be willing to, you know, do some of the slower stuff, Tiki Room, 50th anniversary movie, some of those things yeah. to fill in the blanks. Actually, 5 p.m. might not be a bad time to arrive. You'll get some people streaming out for dinner. You'll get some people that have been there since opening that might be going back for a rest. Well, here was my initial thought on travel. But I would have to check some schedules. I would take the Pacific Surfliner from downtown San Diego 
oh. to Anaheim Stadium and then take a cab from there from to there. Disneyland. No driving, no rental car, no not knowing no where you're going. Now, I, I've experienced San Diego can be an hour and a half drive. It can also be a four-hour yeah. drive. Yeah, I, two I, in the morning. I was, <laughs> I was going down for a birthday celebration for uh, my sister-in-law's kid. For one, she's not the brightest bulb in the world, and her directions sucked. Not that I needed to know how to get to San Diego, but it's another story when we get down to Mission Bay where she actually was and where I thought it was based on her horrible instructions and the fact that if I would have had an address or a cross street, I could have put it in the GPS, but she didn't, so I just followed the instructions. Comic-Con was also going on that weekend, which I didn't know. It literally took us from Huntington Beach four hours to get to San Diego. I was so infuriated about the time I got around Legoland, I just wanted to turn around and go home. Uh, but, yeah. you know, the smoking hot wife, being what she is, insisted, and we ended up going. Uh, but, but that's I, a weekend. Oh, you know, weekend that, travel down but, to San Diego is crazy. But that the thing, you, you there are pockets of traffic weekday to certain areas that you're going to have to put up with. Like, I yep. travel down there for business sometimes, getting through Mission Viejo, getting through... Uh, the racetrack, Del Mar area. These are all places to slow down. And then not too past Del Mar, there's a big kind of industrial work area. I'm not sure if that's La Jolla. Again, oh. you know, there's some pockets where you can actually stop for a while. I would count on two, two, two and a quarter just to be safe. Yeah, two hours at least. But He's if talking you, about leaving early afternoon. When he says seven hours, I'm assuming he's getting there at five. Yeah, if, if you could take the Pacific Surfliner, and if you do – don't go and coach, pay the little extra, and go in uh, business class because otherwise you'll be stuck with a rabble and it can be kind of crowded and smelly. Um, and they also serve you stuff up in the uh, – the, uh, What, the observation? Uh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, I, this business class is not first class. There's there's snacks. You can go upstairs, downstairs, you know, look at the view. It's, it's actually a very nice trip. I did that once to go down to a deposition for work. Um, and but San Diego's pretty – Change trains, right? No, no, you don't. Pacific Surfliner goes. I took it from Irvine. Oh yeah, it goes right to Anaheim. Yeah, it sure does. It cruises through Orange. It doesn't stop in Orange, and it stops at Anaheim Stadium. Now the question would be, though, how late does it run? I'm not sure. You know, the the metros, the little toy trains that run on the same track, have limited hours, I believe. But I, the Pacific Surfliner might have a much later schedule. Um, but if you can't do that, then you're going to be stuck with driving and. Going home shouldn't be too bad. Leave. See, I think you're fighting. If you come up around three, you may be fighting some of that. You know, people who work six to three type of shift. You're going to have some slowdowns. Del Mar is always a slowdown. Then you're going to be hitting. So let's say you hit Mission Viejo around four. You're going to be hitting some traffic through uh, the Spectrum in those areas. Honestly, it's not too tough getting out of San Diego. It's it's um, hitting into the OC. Yeah. Okay, now according to the schedule, it's 97 miles of train track from San Diego Station to Anaheim. And it departs daily. It leaves so afternoon. I'm trying to look at the daily, 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 daily. With the earliest departure in the afternoon. One there's a one thirty Monday through Friday that leaves. Yeah, but what coming? What about coming back late at night? And it, uh, yeah. See, that's the next question, huh? Yeah. 
and it gets to Anaheim at like three thirty in the afternoon. So that's a two-hour train ride. There's there's a fair amount of stops on the way. I, I will admit, but now going back, the non-hassle of driving and being in California traffic with California idiots. Though, Anaheim. being from where's he from, Maryland. Yeah, uh, you know, and I've never driven in Maryland, but I've driven in Boston, and I'm sorry, Boston drivers make California drivers look like angels. The only difference would be we shoot at people out the windows, and they don't. <laughs> they, they try to run people over. Um, There's a train that leaves Anaheim at 11 p.m. Ooh. and gets. In, wait, this is hard to read. You know, but okay, so we we've established there's probably a late. A late one. So if this was an option to do the train, how much was it round trip? Did it say or one way? I haven't got to the... Okay. To well, here, here's to, here's my downside of the train travel. When someone says they're going to San Diego, San Diego is a fairly yeah. large place. If you're in downtown San Diego, close to the convention center, stuff like that, you're in walking distance or, or a trolley distance to the train depot. But you could be in La Jolla. Maybe not be as close to that train depot. I don't know where the next stop in the Pacific Surfliner is. You could be over by, um, where's the uh, the air station? Miramar. You're, you're way inland at, Mir- at Miramar. Correct. It, which makes no sense to me being a Navy joint, but I still haven't figured fi- out. It started out as a Marine. Okay. Marine I, I still haven't figured out the Navy, the Navy stop up in uh, Lake Tahoe, but... Um, you know, there's there's a few weird navy joints. We try to go out to where you're not gonna blow anybody up, you know. I guess. So what was it? Uh, you used to have basic training in Orlando. Yes. I mean, that's everybody kind of, did. That's kind of right in the middle. We didn't. We've always been in uh, Texas. Oh, yeah, um, navy had three basic training facilities uh, near Chicago, San Diego, and uh, Orlando. Well, see, we're a little more selective. We're not just taking anybody and everybody. That's why you had to have so many. Oh, is that it? <laughs> That's the story I'm going with. <laughs> okay. The Orlando one closed, though, right? What's what's the only they only have one? Yeah, Navy? the Chicago Great Lakes is the only one that's open. Yeah. So, um, yes, you could probably see quite a bit if it's if if it's your only time or the only time you think you're going to be out here. I would take advantage of it. My we're trying to decide what we're going to do for the summer. My daughter looked at me funny when I said we weren't going to Florida because the the, the wife wants to do something other than Disney, if you can believe that. Um, she wanted to go to Roswell, so we were thinking about doing the you know the drive out to uh, Tombstone, Bisbee, uh, the um, White Sands, Alamogordo, 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 that one too. Uh, Roswell, see the Billy the Kid Museum, all that kind of stuff. Big, long, long drive. And so that was one option. My, my son is studying Civil War right now, and the uh, – I'm going to shoot it. just went blank on me. They did a miniseries about it too. The Civil War jail in the south that's in Georgia. Andersonville? Andersonville. Andersonville. He wants to go there. Okay, fine. But if I'm that close to Disney World – <laughs> 24 bucks each way See, that's, on the that's, that's you can't you can't rent a car for that it sounds like it's gonna be about the same trip time that's each way at 13 bucks for a for a business class seat okay so 24 plus 13 so 30, 30 37 bucks each way uh still cheaper than a rental car and gas 
Yes. And the travel, and, travel time's about the same. You don't have to know where you're going. Now you're going to have to add the um, the cab. The cab. But if a DPN board member was, or board, a forum member, you know, John Dub, one of us, if we were around, you know, he, he might be able to get hooked up in the transportation route once he got to the. But he wouldn't be there that long because it gets, it gets, uh, let's say he catches the 130 out of San Diego, gets to Anaheim at 3.30 in the afternoon. So he'd be to Disneyland by four, possibly, depending on his hookup. Yep. Yeah, yep. and, and he'd have to the leave first... by ten to make sure he gets out of the out of the park, into the vehicle now, over there. The um, this this particular fairfinder for those days says the last train leaves Anaheim at nine eleven in the evening, oh, yeah. not ten o'clock. Oh, that's a drag. So, well, that was a thought. You know, uh, the other six thought hour, yeah. six hours, yeah, five yeah. hours. The other thought would be, what time do you have to be back to whatever you're in San Diego for the next morning? <laughs> Oh, yeah. See, uh, let's see. The first train leaves Anaheim at 6.44 in the morning. And gets down there. Gets to San Diego at 9, 8.55. So if he's at one of those, like, seminars where there's a 1,000 people in the room, so so he trips in a little late, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, shack up at the the Motel 6 or something, the Desert Inn, uh, overnight. It would be well worth it. I, I'd probably think about playing hooky and doing I might actually like skip skip a day myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so there you go, Dan. <laughs> There's there. Take the train. There's your advice. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right, let's move on to. I got three emails from a Jeff, so I'll read them in order. I think actually two of them are one of them's a double. Yeah, I don't know why that happened, but uh, sometimes you when you're doing web based email, you click and you don't know if it sends. So that's true. Sup, guys. Well, first of all, he started off with the wrong nomenclature for our show, but we we understand it. We'll we'll go with it. That's yeah, a, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a good show. It's me, Darth JT Two from the forums. I love your show, and it's always fun to listen to. Now, as I write this, I know Greg is just skimming through all this and just waiting for me to say the reason why I'm writing, and in parentheses, and my uncle is probably laughing at you, Greg, because it's true. Oh, not laughing a lot. I'm chuckling. Okay. He's not talking about you. Yes, he is. He said his uncle. Is this your <laughs> nephew? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> you didn't tell me this was uh, your nephew. Thanks. Well, the second email says my uncle Mike. <laughs> okay. On. Mike is such a common name, you can wipe your ass with it. <laughs> oh, Gregory is such, it's so unusual. It is. There's not very many of us. Uh, so a, Greg is a far... <laughs> Less common name. Yeah, <sighs> but you know, Saint, you know, I feel in Saint... good company with Gregory House, though, because yeah, that... <laughs> that, guy's, I... that guy cracks me up. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what's funny about that show is they'll flop around and they'll beat their heads and try to figure out the problem. They do all kinds of crazy stuff, and at the very end, it was something simple. Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, yes. I mean, they put people through hell too to find well, I out. I mean, the girl, the girl in Antarctica, you know, <laughs> drill her, drill a hole in her head, do all this yeah. stuff, drink her pee, and she just had a broken toe. <laughs> yeah, but Come you gotta on. love the way he abuses everybody. You know, he yeah, that, yeah. he is the most yeah. politically incorrect guy. You know, I, who was I saying this to? Oh, Richard. Oh. We went to Nab. We'll talk about Nab here in a few minutes too. And I was mentioning to to Richard, why can't we just say, hey? That guy's a bigot. Move on. Why do we have to drag people through the public forum of criticism and, you know, tell them to step down from office, whatever? Hey, you know what? If Marion Barry, was it Marion Barry who got, you know, 
Caught with the whore, you got the the crack, and then they reelect him to mayor of D.C. Look, if your constituents don't care that you're a bigot, so what? As long as you 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 know you don't write a law that says you can segregate and do all that again. I mean, we have laws in place to try to protect us. Why can't we just move on instead of making such a big deal about what somebody says? You know, the Reverend Wright's a good example right now. Ah, the guy's a nutcase. Just move on. Don't you're giving him more attention than he deserves. But that's, Absolutely. you know, anyways. So ongoing with your nephew that you set me up for. Um, <laughs> I didn't set you up. I just didn't. Never mind. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is a great topic, but I will say that it, I will say it anyways. Okay. Well, see, and it is taking him a long time to get to it. Hey, teenager, um, come on. Okay. You know, speaking of teenagers, I got a voicemail <laughs> from. A happy birthday sing-along from Captain Barbosa. And I've spoken to Captain Barbosa in the past. His voice has changed. It oh, is, really? Yes, it has got much deeper. Have they dropped? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> nice. Okay, <laughs> Now this makes sense what you said about the hat. See, I didn't catch this earlier. Okay. okay, well, mine is about the new indie movie. I love Indiana Jones. It's the best. Ooh, the bomb. I'm surprised you didn't write it. It's the bomb. Well, I remember all the crap they did for Pirates and how they hyped everything up. Is there any way they will do this for Indiana Jones? I hope so. I got my hat all ready for it. So when you said he had a hat like Shaft, it didn't yep. sink in that... You know, I kept reading Uncle Mike thinking, like I say, you can wipe your ass with how many <laughs> mics you see around here. All right. So moving on to a second email. And, oh, uh, Indiana Jones? No, I doubt it. No. Okay. Well, I'm writing again. Not a Disney, not a Disney property. No, but that doesn't hey, matter he, really, does here's it? Here's another quick tangent. Wasn't, wasn't Shaft saying that no Spielberg movie will ever be out on Blu-ray? You know, Shaft has selective memory when he was sure that I'm I am 100 percent positive. He said that HD was going to win the war. You know, and he thinks he has the inside scoop on some of this stuff. And then Blu-ray Blu-ray is one. And he swears, no, I never said that. I don't remember. I do remember hearing that, that, yes, that no Spielberg movie would be on Blu-ray. Is is any Lucas films on Blu-ray yet? Not that I've seen. Because don't but you I... remember, it took a while for, I think, Lucasfilms to hit DVD. I mean, how long did it take Star Wars to hit DVD? Oh, my gosh, it took forever. But remember, that was because he wanted to, you know, do special features correctly or something. Yeah, some BS, you know, because he, he wanted... had stuff on Laserdisc because Laserdisc was yes, the acknowledged audiophile, videophile um, medium for good quality. You know, they could yes. put all the extra stuff, Criterion Editions. Uh, there are Criterion editions of DVDs, but they don't seem to be hyped quite as much as they were in Laserdisc. Um, so, anyways, what's your point about Shaft? Well, I, I came across a box set of um, Close Encounters on Blu-ray. And on Blu-ray, it'll have a disc for the th- original theatrical release, um, then a special edition, the special edition release of Close Encounters, and then finally the director's cut. Interesting. All on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. I said, I've yet, yeah, I've yet to jump into that. I may get a PS3 just for Blu-ray. Uh, I don't care about the PS3. I got time. But I got up. I got up converting. I got. I got what I need for now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for I mean, 
yes, they look good, but I, I've seen some of them thinking, do I really need to see the pores in their face? You know, sometimes oh, it's just too good. But anyway. uh, exactly, I, I was at I was at Best Buy today, and they had two they had pirates playing. You know, the first one on two side by side, a high definition coming off a of Blu-ray, and one was tuned right. Pay the eighty bucks and get your 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 picture tuned right. And the other one was just you know the out of the box picture of the television, right? Well, they had it so well tuned it almost looked like it was video. Yeah, well, there the are was so yeah. clear and bright. I'm thinking this looks like soap opera video. Some effects don't look proper when they're that clear. I mean, even if stuff was done, um, like the new Star Wars, for example, they were done on DV, I believe, um, or some kind of... 24P. The, the digital 24 format. Frame, but, yeah. but it's video, okay? But it's transferred to be viewed for most, most theaters to film. Film. Now, I saw it in video the the big high definition video down in this uh circle ramadome in la damn clear but you know there are things that you, the grittiness of film the contrast of film can hide things That's the place yeah that video just makes stand out like a sore thumb i when star wars first hit video you could see darth vader's eyes if you look close you can yeah. never you can never <laughs> see that in film but the contrast the of video does things little floating black spots they would they would they would uh, put in posts to shade the emperor's face yep yep the, those little floating black dots yeah so anyways let's go back to uh jeff i'm sorry you can read his other email yeah. okay well i'm writing again yes you are you don't have to read this for a while but i really agree with greg and mike my uncle <laughs> about all the pixar stuff there's yet another clue who the kid was, but that's okay. Again, Mike, my uncle, there's enough mics to wipe my ass with. Um, okay. With the huge Pixar invasion of the park, will the new WALL-E movie be moving anywhere? If it does, I believe it will move in with Rex and Star Tours crew. Lots of laughs, or laughing out loud. Well, it's just a thought, and I had to say it. I hope Disney finds its way, or finds it. Cool. Yeah, that's not written really well. But fill him in. I really hope he will not invade everything like Stitch. Well, Stitch sucked. I think Wally's kind of cute, but we'll see. Now, there is a rumor over Character Breakfast News Guy's been talking about. I guess there's a rumor of a Wally character, not unlike Crush. Push push the trash can. Push and the Muppet thing. That would be cool. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Those Uh, trailers look hilarious. Yeah, you know, finally they're starting to give us some idea of a story. When it first came out, it was just this robot by himself. Yep. And the and the cockroach. <laughs> now we see that there's a love interest and, you know, and some other things going on. So, yes, it's starting to look better. Though I just thought the animation in the in the first ones, even though they don't they didn't show you much as far as story, looked very very interesting. Yeah, Wall-E could um find its way. I I could see Wall-E instead of Rex, but you know, does Wally talk that much? We really don't know if he's just got those little squeaks and puppy dog eyes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if if it's well. Here, here's here's if if a movie that's marginally popular like Meet the Robinsons can get characters in the park. Yeah, course, but that's just, that's just Disney, face characters. I'm sorry. I, I mean, how how long or not face characters? Those are you know those are 
do you see those characters around much anymore, though? I mean, no. they, they, I only saw them at DCA, by the way. That's not uncommon when a Disney movie comes out. They try to get get a current character in the park, and if the, the movie doesn't do that well, they'll just kind of fade away. Uh, so, I, But this is not a character that you can just, not that those costumes are inexpensive, but you just can make and throw away. You know, This is going to be an expensive endeavor, I believe, if they want to make it look right. But can you imagine the world of WALL-E comes to Disneyland. So does that mean the trashed world of Earth <laughs> or the outer space world of high tech? Now, we know Disney doesn't do that very well anymore, and we tend to go to Retroville, so maybe we do get the trashed Earth look. And that way, when we see trash and piles of trash, we'll just say, oh, it's Wally." e Gotcha. What do you think? Does that work? Works for me. Okay, whatever. Uh, see the film. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see where the film goes. Let's see. Was there anything that we skip? Any? Did we? Did we catch up with all of our email? I had. I think so. Gentlemen, Bay Area, Tiki Chuck. Yeah, I think we did that one. Now, I was at the park today. This is April twenty second, two thousand and eight. Yeah. And Richard had sent me a multimedia email yesterday which i clicked into and showed me this very tiny thumbnail image of monorail red at the tomorrowland train station well i couldn't enlarge it couldn't really see much and he called me later said it'd been on the out running so i called him today to see if it was out today and it's on its 72 hour trial um what does it mean runs constantly for 72 hours well it's doing 72 hours of trial runs, so probably you know 10 hours a day if the park's open that long. Whatever the schedule is, it's running with nobody uh, on no it, guess. no guests. It, there, when I took pictures of it today, I could see someone up in the, the nose cone, but uh, probably a suit or Imagineer, who knows. Um, so once those 72 hours are up, it is said that then it will go back, be inspected, potentially maybe in two weeks it might be operational. That would be awesome. Okay, here's some other 411 and the whole new monorail excuse me thing. There will only be 3 monorails. They Yeah, that's not that's not news. Well, I just want to make it clear for those who haven't followed that. They only purchased 3 at about 30 million dollars each. From what I understand, they had a budget of 100 million dollars. So they got 3. The the roundhouse holds 4 or has hold, has held for since this particular roundhouse was built, the original roundhouse, I believe, only held two. Um, Walt expanded the line to four when he was still around. This will be the first time since Walt's death that we've been down as a fleet to three, though we can't, you know, we won't count, you know, times they've been down for, for rehab and all that. But the concept was three on the line and a spare. Yes, there's been a rare time when four have been out, but yes, it's mainly a spare. So that was my question. Operationally, what happens if one goes down? That means you're you're going to run short. Yeah, there's no way to make it up. So I asked, well, will they keep the uh, one Mark Five that is still running right now? <laughs> the, the one that's beat to crap. And Gosh. It, I was told no that it has reached, if not past its life expectancy or its design limits so it will be taken out and re- uh, dismantled or trash heaped however they plan to get rid of this one Wait a second. my last time in the park we rode the monorail from 
Tomorrowland to, to downtown Disney because we parked in downtown Disney. And when they open the doors, you know, hit the button and they you know, kind of pop out and then they slide. Well, the door for our section popped out and it didn't open. I had to reach out with my hand and push it the rest of the way. These things, these things are falling apart. Well, so the, the one that's left is just is seriously falling apart. Well, we got to remember a couple things here. You know, they've been operating with one for quite a while now because the other yes. two were taken off. So it's it's been hundred percent used with no no relief. These are though the bodies are new, they are still running on the Mark III chassis. There have been some tweaks under the hood, if you will, but they are the Mark Threes with a new body. Basically, that was about. You know, yes, the yes. major change. Now, granted, the doors and everything work differently because the doors on the Mark III worked like the old Mark IVs at Disney World where they, they hinged open. Um, well, they hit a release and they just kind of floated open on their own because yes. they're sprung. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I posted my my uh, shots on Flickr. They're, they're in how my, did it sound? What? Did it, how did it sound? Was it nice and quiet? Yes, it was, it was pretty quiet. One time when it went by me, it went re- when it was on a harbor, I went out because I parked in the 15-minute zone for about a half an hour, and uh, there was nobody in it. When it came by me on a harbor, it was moving extremely slow. Uh, when I first walked up, it was just passing the old harbor house area, and it was moving pretty quick. Uh, I would have got in DCA and taken a picture of it going across the Golden Gate Bridge, but the dumb smuck in front of me couldn't get his double-wide stroller through the center console so i'm patiently waiting and the lady wouldn't take my ticket because she couldn't or my card till she got him through he he kept pushing it i'm like god the wheels must be locked he can't even push it forward and i'm like going what the hell i wanted to reach over and bitch slap him and do it for him his wife finally walked back noticing he was having an issue this took probably three minutes told him to move some lever and then the wheels Re, kind of retracted in to become skinnier. I guess they were, you know, out like a four by or something. And <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I hand her my um, annual pass, there it goes. Oh. I was like, crap. So I just walked right back out and waited out in the Esplanade until it uh, came by in front of Disneyland. Um, uh, but the other thing of note is, uh, oh, I was going back to Flickr. You interrupted me. It's on my Flickr stream at Imagining My Way. It's also in the WTTM Flickr group. It's in the DPN Flickr group. It's in my Monorails Flickr group. It's in a couple of different Disney's uh, Flickr groups. There's 10, 10 photos I posted. I took far more than that, but there's 10 I posted. Um, somebody made a comment on one of them that they will miss the windows going down. Now, I hadn't noticed or thought about it uh, or read anything I guess the rumor is the windows will no longer open like they do on our monorail. It's like Florida's windows don't don't open, for example. Correct. Um, well, just a little like wind wings, little slots in the corners. Yeah. Now, what you will notice, or maybe you won't until you look closely, the nose cone, the the cockpit, there's no windows on the doors. There are no mirrors on the monorail. So one might say, what's that matter? Well... The answer would be that the the you check the mirrors before they well yeah that. the the uh, pilot would look in the mirror he's looking for the hand signals or gestures rude or otherwise to tell him <laughs> that he's clear to leave so you can't do that anymore so what I've been told is there are two cameras embedded somewhere in the the shell and there's a split screen display inside on the control panel that allows the pilot to look for his signals. And nice. And see visually if if he's clear. 
So, yeah, another or, point of failure to keep the the thing from, uh, you know, if the camera goes out, you can't use the monorail, right? It would appear so, since there's other than someone walking up there and you know, you know, doing some kind of knocking scheme, you know, waiting, <laughs> you know, you're good to go. Yes, you, you can't do the old hand gesture wave and get get the monorail to go. Now I haven't heard a horn. Uh, or anything on these, I, oh, I would have loved to got my hands on the horns when yeah. they dismantled the other ones. I, yeah. I have a friend, an architect friend, who um, bought all they are air horns, and they're a certain length. And he, he he's got a, an SUV he calls the Dragon Wagon, and it would make much more sense if you knew him. The guy is actually pretty brilliant. He engineers and does architecture. He builds things. He doesn't even have a TV anymore. He just believes in doing something with his time, not sitting back watching TV. And kind of the way we got to know each other is at a CAD seminar. We were both sci-fi fans. He was a, you know, a Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek fan and kind of, you know, hit up this this relationship. And uh, he doesn't, you know, he builds things. He goes to this thing called Make, make Fair, I think it's called, and it's for people who just make things. He makes towers. He's made a roller coaster in his backyard that he can disassemble. Uh, he's made hey. a miniature monorail that he calls the puppy monorail because he's. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that picture. The little, yeah, yeah. The little puppies in the monorail. The guy's just brilliant, good with his hands, machines a lot of his own parts. It's one of those true Renaissance guys, probably in the wrong era, but. Um, uh, the horn, the dragon yeah, wagon. He, what he, about it? He put it in his, <laughs> his SUV. And got the little air compressor. <laughs> it's bitching. Sounds just like the monorail when he honks it. It's it's good. So I'd love I like it. that. Well, the monorail sound is kind of unique, actually. It's unique, and it's it's the horn. I forget. I looked underneath the monorails once in the roundhouse. To I, I had measured the horn at one time. I thought, shoot, can I get one of these? Can I <laughs> can I fit this in my car? <laughs> <laughs> my lunchbox. Uh, well, no, no, not like that. I mean, purchase one, but you know, it's oh. it's long. I mean, it's they're huge. Where where would I stuff that under my hood? You know, in the Magnum, right. I, I might find it easier. But at the time, I just it was either the BMW or one of my pickups or something. I'm thinking where. Could I squeeze this in? Uh, so the new monorails hopefully might be running by Westfest. There is an outside chance that it's uh, it soft, will be soft. Yeah. If not, you may see them out on the line because if if Red has to do trials, that means uh, I think I, what did they end up with? I think was it purple mm -hmm. and yellow? The other colors? Really? I don't remember. I Orange? I don't. I don't know. I still think they look like a, a kind of stylized. Uh, Killer whale, yeah. Killer whale. I really, after seeing it move around on the on the track, I, I my opinion didn't change at all. Uh, but it does look sleek. I mean, it's so damn clean and shiny. Hopefully, it will stay that way. Maybe it's you know part of the unless, me a metallic paint or something that's making it you know really brilliant. Uh, not unless they plastered that advertising crap all over it. Yeah. Hopefully, they won't be doing that to these. But they do look good, and I guess they fixed whatever problems they had because you know originally they couldn't even get it out on the spur track, something to yes. do with the turning radius. Yeah. So luckily they were able to uh, facilitate a change that worked, and you know we will have our new monorails finally. That's so cool. Yeah, very cool. Let's see. Uh, Richard and I went to NAB last week in Vegas. Uh, how'd that turn out for you? Uh, that went well. Uh, the mic I'm using now, I saw in Vegas and tried out. Not this particular one, but um, I bought a Rode Podcaster mic. It's, okay, so Rode, R-H-O-D-E or uh, R? R-O-D-E. Uh, oh, really? Yes. And it's called the uh, Podcaster USB Microphone. It is a USB. It fixed some problems uh, 
that you might experience with a USB microphone. One is latency. If you were to plug your headphones into your normal headphone jack in your computer using a USB mic, it takes the computer a few microseconds to process it, so you get a delay. So it's very annoying. This one has come up with a uh, connection for your headset right in the microphone with a uh, volume control. So that helps. And this is basically a USB sister to their broadcast microphone, which has really nice sound. So I, I bought one of those when I came back. I still need to get it shocked. I have it in my old blue shock mount right now, and it's 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 working, but it's it's not perfect. So I'll eventually get one of those. But it, it, it there was a lot of good stuff. There there was some notable absences at the at NAB this year. Last year, Final Cut Studio was coming out, so Apple had a huge display. I mean, it was huge. Avid had a new version coming out, so they were there in, in force. No Avid, no Apple this time. Uh, a lot of your other typical fare were there. I was looking at uh, some Manfrotto tripods. Manfrotto's got this new Steadicam gizmo that I was looking at. Uh, I was a little worried because my camera's two ounces over the, the weight, and the guy says, don't worry about that. You know, <laughs> Two ounces... Well, you know, ounce is an ounce, but it's more about the thing is already f balanced and figured out for X amount of small cameras. It's not really necessarily intended for the kind of shape and balance of my camera. So basically what they're saying is you got to figure out the balance yourself because there's like, you know, three screw holes, twist this, add this weight here. And, you know, if you've got this, you know, HD uh, Sony under a certain size, they're just going to tell you it's this slot, this hole, this weight, you're balanced. So I'd have to figure that all out myself. Which, But it's, the nice thing, it's got kind of a little mini steady cam uh, feature. It's also got a shoulder mount. It turns in like three or four different uh, configurations, which is pretty cool. Um, but it was good. It's big, a lot of things to do. Uh, we went over to the Star Trek um, adventure at the Hilton because, well, we were at the Hilton Convention Center anyways. It's been rumored that it's going to close, and we asked that question. Correct. And, and none of them knew anything about it. They said they were waiting. They thought they were going to get the premiere of the new Star Trek movie. Now, again, it's not uncommon that business is closed and they never tell their workers till the day they come and, you know, the place is boarded up. So we can only hope. But they had a lot of new merchandise. You know, they weren't uh, having a clearance on anything. So we can only hope that it will still be there for a while. So we didn't actually do the attraction or attractions. I just kind of videotaped the lobby, some of the, you know, face characters around. We did end up going back there for eats, like we tend to always do to Quark's Bar, which is the recreation of uh, the yes. Deep Space Nine Quark's Bar. And this time I didn't do the... Uh, uh, the the Borg Sphere? Or? Well, the, there's the Borg Sphere and the Warp Core Breach. I did the Borg Sphere. Usually we do the Warp Core Breach, and I know why. It's, it tastes better. I thought this one sounded good. <laughs> you think it, so? It was okay, and I just did the half one. I did, didn't want to, Richard didn't want any, so you, usually you get this big one and like three or four people yeah, can yeah. share one. Well, I just did the small one. About knocked me under my ass. I mean, it's a lot of alcohol for one person in this this big bowl with the, you know, the dry ice steaming out the top of it. Yeah. But, you know, you know, I had the flaming rigs, ribs of Targ, and Richard had the Admiral Cut, and we had the rings of Beta Z. So we had all the good, you know, Trekkie stuff, and, 
Usual. Yeah, one of the, you know, Ferengi came by and struck up a conversation. And of course, he wanted to know where our females were. And I said, well, you know, we can't parade them around naked. Like, you know, we can't have a clothed female in public. You know how bad that is as far as Ferengi <laughs> go. So, so, yeah, so you have the, you know, if you know the lingo, and he's like, you know, I'm sure I'm showing my Trekkie side, but he's like, yeah, you know, you got to keep them at home to rub your lobes. And I'm like, yep, yep, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, he said something about, yep, his Moogie told him that too. So it was, it was kind of funny. And I went up to this this Klingon who I have seen this guy ever since I've been there the first time. And I kind of walked up to him. He's tall. I said, how long have you been here? And they never break character. Of all The face characters never break character there. And he says, 10.5 years. Somebody <laughs> at the Romulan High Command hates me. I'm going <laughs> to die on this miserable, ugly planet. <laughs> That's uh, cool. So, yeah, yeah so it was fun. And then there were some girls and this guy from the convention trying to take their picture with the camera phone. They asked me, and it, it was just too dark. So I said, hey, you know, I'll take your take your picture and email it to you. And they're like, no, nah, no. Nah. Tried it again. They just finally figured it out. And the Klingon's like, this gentleman has offered to use his <laughs> device to, you know. <laughs> so uh, they finally relented, and she gave me her card, and I sent her off the, the picture the other day. We also went out to the Hoover Dam. Richard wanted to go out to Rachel. But, I'm your damn guide. <laughs> but when we uh, when I showed person. him again how long it would take to Rachel, two and a half, three hours minimum to get to Rachel, we decided, hey, you know, they're building that new bridge at the dam. Yes. So we figured we'd go see the dam. And uh, the bridge is started. I guess it started almost two years ago, and it's not going to be done until 2010. Uh, once it's done, you will not be able to drive on the um, dam anymore. It's pretty high up. I gotta tell you, I, we, and I looked it up online. Black, I think Canyon, it's like, Black Canyon's pretty deep. It's like 700 feet in the air, I believe. So <laughs> like that, it's pretty high. And there's a new bypass road, and it's gonna be pretty cool. And I was talking to a guy at work, and I was showing, telling him about this, and he says, "Wow, that's gonna be one of the tallest." I said, "Go look up this." So I looked this one up in France. It's like the world's longest or tallest bridge. I forgot. That might be both. Easy. The one in France. Oh yeah, yeah. 980 some feet, I think. It's it is yeah. crazy big and it's using you know the tension wires and it's a very cool yep. looking bridge. So while I was on a roll, I'm like, look up the Falkirk wheel. It says what's that? So I will take him to the Falkirk wheel and find some of these videos. It's a it's an engineering masterpiece. It's it's a wonder of engineering. It's it's in um, Scotland and it's to connect uh, some of the locks and canals together. And it's just oh, is this the one that's like a it like rotates? Yes. Like it rotates down to up and up to yes. down. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of that. Oh yeah, it's 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 yeah, like they extended the canal in, over the lake. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, the wheel, yeah, yeah. If you're going down the the canal, all you see is like it's going to drop off. It just goes out to nowhere. And this big, this big, these gears just rotate. You put your canal boat in it, rotates all the way down. Now you're at the lower lock and you keep going. It's it's very yeah, very cool. Yeah, look up Falkirk Wheel. Anybody out there who wants to see, it's very cool. And then look up France tallest or longest bridge and you'll just be amazed i mean it's it's literally uh, you know it's the modern wonders of the world these these engineering masterpieces i mean you you, you got to put them on the level of uh the seven wonders i mean they're just unreal oh really they oh yeah, i think so yeah i mean they're they're modern day masterpieces of engineering i mean you what do they, do they still uh issue wonders of the world no i think that's an antiquities Man-made thing wonder? but you know no 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 Panama Canal, Empire State Building, 
they're examples of man-made wonders. But I don't yeah, know but these... when you hear about the seven wonders of the world, have you ever heard about the eighth or ninth? They talk about wonders, but you, they're but... never put into the same category as those. Oh well. But when you again, it's... you think about how simple people were back then, or what you simple. know. Well, uh... we have we have things they just didn't have: cranes, bulldozers, um, technology, and they were using manpower. Logs, ropes, uh, you know, (laughs) donkeys, donkeys, yeah, Uh, the jawbone of an ass. Uh, So, (laughs) considering what they built with what they had, pretty incredible. I still think it's pretty incredible with what we build with what we have. But then again, you could look at what it takes to get something built like that these days and what it used to take. I mean, Empire State Building was built fairly quickly. That same building today would take years to first get past planning. You know, uh, construction documents, final approval, and then actually being built. The, the impacts, yeah, yeah, and then 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 the unions one. <laughs> oh, so did, oh, oh my God! This, you know, it's not like we're a political show here, but I, I heard this thing about, you know, today was Earth Day, right? Yes. yes. Have you ever heard of a carbon-free lunch? Not carbs, <laughs> carbon-free lunch. No. Carbon free lunch. I'm not shit you. <laughs> and of course, where do these kind of things start? Universities, Los Angeles. right? No, no, oh, no. yeah, Universe- Berkeley, Berkeley, yeah. Uh, okay. I think Redlands was one of them. Football players, you know, rolls up to the the uh, cafeteria. He can't get a hamburger because the carbon footprint of the cows is bad for the environment. So he can get a bean hamburger. Or a portobello hamburger, you know. Yuck. What a, you know what a portobello burger is, right? Big fat mushroom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a bean burger. I guess that's just a bunch of beans smushed together. So, and all this stuff that's coming up about the carbon footprint of what you eat, because if you throw your food away, it goes into the landfill, and like the cows who excrete gases, gaseous odors, so will landfills if they got enough food in them. Uh. Come on. That, that rot. Okay. So we're dealing either with the farting landfills or the farting cows. Okay. But supposedly the chickens have a smaller <laughs> carbon footprint than the cows. What kind of screwed up world are we living Come on. in? Friggin' tree huggers. And then you got, you know, people like Al Gore, who is the poster child for ripoff. You know, with this huge home that sucks all kinds of resources, but I'll plant a few trees and buy some carbon offsets. Or even Schwarzenegger, who I used to think was a good Republican, who has, you know, gone as far liberal as you can, flying back and forth on his jet every day from L.A. to Sacramento, but he buys carbon offsets. Whoopie-doo. <laughs> okay. You know what family he's married into, right? Yes, just, I know what family he's He's only been assimilated, into. that's all. Yeah, he's been assimilated. <laughs> that's exactly what's happened. <laughs> It's not, it's not his fault. I mean, other countries laugh at us for this kind of stuff. There are some, you know, feel-good countries like, you know, France and some wackos over there who get into all this crap. But, you know, I bet you Aussie John's just, you know, busting a gut over this stupid stuff. Though I'm sure there's some oh, stupid yeah. stuff. Australia will be there soon enough. Oh, God. They'll be just like us. So, hey, back to your microphone here. I looked them up. Yes. So it's a big white thing? Yes, it's a big white thing. Did you get the, the little shock mount that goes with it? I guess you didn't hear me earlier when I said I had mounted it into my blue shock mount for the time being until I 
purchased okay. the Shockmount. I bought it at a Guitar Center, and I got a pretty good deal. It wasn't retail, which I think is over three hundred. Um, I got it near the two hundred, the low two hundred mark. But they they did they only carried the mic. They didn't have the shock mount. I want to get the swing arm and the shock mount for it. Okay. To get it off my table because every now and then you know when even with the old mic, if I hit my yeah. table, it vibrated up. Even though there's a shock mount, still got some of the vibration noise through it. Uh, but I am I'm impressed with the quality of the the sound with it. I do like. And plus, I I just bought a reflection filter a couple of weeks ago and hadn't really had a chance to really put it to use because I haven't recorded a show. Uh, and what that does is it. it it's trying to eliminate the need for a soundproof room or a lot of padding on the wall, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so trying to, you know, up the ante on the quality of the podcast. Oh, nice. Huh. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Hmm. 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 I'm... Really having a hard time coming up with something, believe it or not. We can, I guess, West Fest is coming up. We've talked about and teased you about our our prize hunt. Yes. Um, tickets, uh, you know, if you didn't buy by now, you're you're out bad. of luck because it's not happening. Well, we kept extending that well, stupid deadline, but now the hotel has actually put their foot down and the numbers have been turned over, and we cannot go back. Correct. So don't try to party crash because we'll know. Yeah. We have we have ways. That's right. We've had ways. Um, so uh, that's going to be a good time with Yeehaw Bob and those who don't make it. I believe every video camera by every podcaster known to man will be running and capture it for you. There will be no privacy for those days. Yeah. So if you're in the audience, you might want to think about what you're wearing, uh, how you're going to do <laughs> your hair, if you're scratching your ass or picking your nose. It probably will show up on video somewhere. So you might want to be careful yeah, about that. What's that? Yes, you know, no no cracks showing, you know, uh, cleavage might be okay, but, uh, you know, we don't want to see any butt cracks, no, you know, none of that Cause, stuff. Because crack kills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and it's unsightly. <laughs> okay. But, uh, uh, you know, come prepared. There's an open bar, and a yeah. lot of you guys complained last year that it was too hard to get a, an adult beverage. Oh, so no, Not an open bar. There oh, will be a bar. It's a... Cash, cash bar. bar no hose bar but it is right out the door so you can trip and stumble right back into the room yeah. as long as you promise not to yell it's a mac you're welcome back in the room oh, <laughs> oh, oh we know I, I forgot to admit this is really important so we're going to go okay. back back to nab for a second okay i was wearing my air force hat the whole time we were up in vegas um you've never been to nab so basically it's in three rooms at the convention center in vegas it's huge between the two two of the big buildings there's the outside area and there's the the cross walk or the the bridge kind of that goes over that one um road that goes underneath the convention center yes and they've got the big the big stuff that doesn't fit in the room the big um, satellite arrays things like that big outside displays like you'd see at a sports um venue and the Army was there last year. They were there this year. They had a big tank. And we walked down there, and they had all these boxes stacked up. And what they were doing is they were collecting $30 per box to sponsor a box to send to the troops. And they're always asking the troops what they want uh, in the summer, that, you know, sunglasses, T-shirts, you know, stuff like that, letters from home. And people just write letters, you know, and uh, 
a lot of the guys either maybe they don't have family or the family doesn't write, so they just want to read stuff. So they stuff these boxes uh, with practically no air in them to send stuff to the troops. So Richard and I both put $15 in to get one box, and we wrote on it, uh, Mice Cast, Imagining My Way at the Main Street Cinema Podcast. And we were telling the people that we have many servicemen who listen to our show and that we've sent uh, CDs out to APOs before, to guys that are overseas or at sea. Correct. Uh huh. So they were they were really interested in that. So they sent me over to talk to the vice president, and she was very appreciative. Her name was Faye Eason, and they are located in Texas, but there's also an office in Southern California. But they're called Operation Independence, and they're at www.oidelivers.org. And site right now. Yeah, anybody who wants to go there to help sponsor packages, care packages to go to the troops doesn't like they were saying. We don't care what you think about the war. The fact is, we have troops over there, and they need our support and our love, our care. Um, and thirty dollars isn't much. I'm sure it's tax deductible. Richard put it on his credit card. I just gave him cash, so he's he's going to reap that benefit. Um, but didn't really matter to me. I actually thought about doing it on my own. He says, "Hey, you want to split one?" I said, "Sure, why not?" So it sounds like a great cause, and I know we have a lot of servicemen out there who listen, and um, I think we have a lot of generous folk in our audience who might also take advantage of this. So again, it's it's operation o- operation O-I- independence, yeah. interdependence, <laughs> operation interdependence. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Operation Interdependence, and it's oidelivers.org. .org, yes. Yeah. They call themselves a civilian to military delivery system. So yeah. cool. Yeah. So good cause. So our name will be, you know, it'd be really odd, funny, whatever, if it actually went to somebody that listens to our shows. <laughs> Uh, that would be funny. Yeah, that would be would be different and odd. And they were they were saying that you know they go to the the um, what did she say? She hadn't looked at my hat yet, and she was saying something about they go to the squat or not to the, to the platoons or to the something like that. And I was kind of rubbing my hat, going, "Does do any of them go to the squadrons?" <laughs> and it wasn't. She wasn't picking it up, you know. And I'm, I finally just you know pointed really. <laughs> You know, <laughs> close to my hat. She's oh, oh, she goes, oh, that guy over there's retired Air Force. He's he's one of our guys. Why don't you go talk to, you know? But anyways, it's uh, so I, I'm guessing that uh, this is more army related, but that's okay. So they call them civilian rations, sea rats, huh? Beef jerky, disposable cameras, camper style foods, candy, chapstick, crackers, dental floss. Well, anybody dry- that has ever eaten uh, K rations. No, uh-huh. or or not even K rations anymore. What's the MREs? MREs. You you got to know what MREs to eat and which ones not to bother with. Hand sanitizer, moist wipes, odor eaters, pencils, pens, personal messages, playing cards. Pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was thought it was pretty cool. Right up our alley. I actually did stop. Richard was uh, or Shaft, I should say, was was talking to. Um, uh, this, these headsets for aviators, and I'd already talked. I just there was three booths next to each other: a um, teleprompter, which I purchased a teleprompter. Um, I haven't got it yet. They were they were out, so they needed to send it to me. There was this aviation headset, and then there was this poor army dude just kind of standing by himself. Ended up being a lieutenant colonel, 
So I was just chatting with him, and he was looking at his uh, BDUs, and we're I was telling him about our podcast and all that, and had to ask him because I wasn't sure in their present uh, uniform if he was a major or lieutenant colonel, because it was you know it's supposed to all be subdued on your your BDUs, right? So he said, no, if it was still a major, it'd still be gold. Um, so he was a light bird. Okay. But he, black. yeah. Well, no, it wasn't black. It was kind of greenish. Um, okay. But Richard finally walked up and, you know, I was telling this guy that he was part of the podcast. And the funny thing was his last name was just like mine with two extra characters. And I'm like, oh, really? My name is this, and your name as I, you know, it's it's pretty darn close because technically, in the the lineage of Scottish heritage, he's probably in the same clan, though we didn't yes. we didn't go there. Um, Structure characters an MC. No, you. Okay, you'll tell me offline. Yeah. All right. Um, it's at the go end. On. So, anyways, okay. you know, uh, he was talking about he didn't like the new BDUs where everything's Velcro. You know, because every, uh-huh. almost everything, your your unit patch, your name patch, his his rank, everything is Velcro that comes off. But I was noticing that BDUs, they look digital, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They, yeah. They're no longer smooth. They're, you know, the uh, they're it's all, all pixelated. Pixelated. Yes. And he had no clue why. Now, Richard said that he had heard that it was because of electronic surveillance these days that it, it makes it hard for... Um, digital cameras and stuff to see them. Now, I had never heard that. This guy had never heard that. He just didn't like the look of them, but, you know, he was <laughs> dealing. Um, so it was interesting. So we met and saw a lot of interesting people and uh, had, a, had a pretty good time at NAB. But, uh, That's cool. Yeah. But the Operation Interdependency Depends. was one of the highlights of our day. And That's since cool. we're military-oriented, we... I, I almost forgot to bring that up, and I saw the card laying here, and I thought I better better do that. That's awesome. Totally. What's that? <laughs> that was, I said, I'm glad we gave them a plug. Yeah, I, I think we should. You know, even you know now and then when we remember it, we should add that uh, that plug in. It's a good yeah, plug. Yeah. As long as our troops are in the field and this group is running, I think we should plug them. Sure. It's not what's in the box. It, that matters, but what stands behind it? Huh. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Is that part of their, yeah, their slogan? Yeah, I, have, I have not been to the website. One of the things yet. that click on in here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I probably should go check it out since I'm plugging them. But you know, I dealt with them in person, and so I just haven't got there there yet. Okay. Well, that's about all I have. That okay. I can think of tonight. Good. No, I'm I'm good too. So I guess it's good night then. Yeah. Yeah. See you. Oh, well, okay. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of MiceCast, your source for Disney discussion with an attitude. Even though the guys would never dream of doing any real research for the topics they discuss on the show, they do their homework when it comes to their advertisers. If you're planning a vacation to Walt Disney World, your one-stop planning headquarters is Orlando Vacation. Let the staff at Orlando Vacation, people who actually know what they're talking about, make your next Walt Disney World trip an easy one. To contact Orlando Vacation, click their link at micecast.com. You've heard the guys refer to Brian McDaniel's book as a source of information for their show. You can get a copy of this book for yourself. It's called Walt Disney World, The Full Report, 
third edition. It's an irreverent, funny guide to the Walt Disney World parks, filled with off-the-wall insights you'll be repeating to your friends and family, just like Greg does. Get your copy today by clicking the link at micecast.com. Thanks again for listening, and join us again next time.
Because your friends don't dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine I say, we can dance We can dance Everything's out of control We can dance We can dance We're doing it from pole to pole We can dance We can dance Everybody look at your hands We can dance We can dance Everybody's taking a chance Dance Well, it's safe to dance Yes, it's safe to dance Well, it's safe to dance 